You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 67. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Now today I'm talking about a somewhat different topic. I spend a lot of time talking about your future self and going for your goals and all the rest of it, how you make yourself proud in the future. Well today I want to take a look at back. I want to look at how I talk about my past self and what would I tell my past self. In fact what I do tell my past self today and then I want to you encourage you to see how you talk with your past self and to look at how this is impacting your life today and impacting what you do for tomorrow. And like I say, I spend a lot of time talking about your future you, about the life you're moving towards, about taking action from that place as though it is already done, your goals are done, and you may already be doing that. You may already be taking steps to change your relationship with alcohol, but perhaps you feel you're being held back by something, by something in your past. It's as though we anchor ourselves to the fact that we aren't really going to change, right? So we don't really believe it, not in the depths of our souls, because we have repeatedly let ourselves down, right? Again and again and again. And while we might hope that this time it's gonna be different, Do we really, really believe that? So that's why today I want to talk about our past selves. And I've called this, what would I tell my past self? And I'm gonna get to that. But first I want to talk about how I used to talk about my past self, for years in fact. I had a number of stories and conversations with my past self that would go along the following lines. Why don't you ever learn? There you go again. You really embarrassed yourself that time. And P.S. There is one occasion in particular that still actually to this day springs to mind, although I have long since dropped any sense of embarrassment. I would also say things like, why can't you just get your act together? Now, if you are a repeat or long time podcast listener, thank you very much. You will notice that these are all dead-end questions and that's something I covered in episode 59. But even without knowing that, just by listening to those questions and how I was talking to myself, you can see the tone of the relationship that I was having, right, with my past self. It's inflammatory, it was disgusted, sickened, I was fed up, annoyed, embarrassed. In fact, for me, the overriding emotion I had with myself when it came to alcohol was I was absolutely fed up. I was fed up that I would find myself in the same position night after night after night. Even if I went without the white wine, the Chablis, for a few days, for a few weeks, I'd be right back where I started after a while. And it was, ah, right? I just didn't feel I could break out of the cycle and that was why I would talk to myself in such a manner. And I know I'm not alone. My clients tell me this. I receive emails from my lovely listeners on this. I read this all the time on message boards, all about how we feel anchored to our pasts. Now I call it that because I like to think of this like a boat. I imagine a boat. Now, for those of you sailors out there, I will just say in advance, I don't actually know a whole lot about boats, so apologies if I misspeak here. 
But I imagine a boat in the sea, could even be in a harbour, but it's tethered to its anchor, right? So it's in one position, it's not moving anywhere. And a nice breeze comes up. There's a nice strong breeze that would take the boat forward to its destination. So the boat is pulling to go in that way. Kind of the boat naturally wants to move with the wind, but it's tethered, right? It's tethered with its anchor. It can't do what feels natural if a boat could feel, but you get my point. It can't do what would feel natural to it. And that's how I felt for so long, anchored to my past failed efforts, which repeatedly would drag my belief in myself down. And of course, I think about all the things I'd done, all the belligerence, all the embarrassment, all of that stuff, right? That would come up. So I went through this myself and here's how I see this play out. And this is why this approach, right? This approach, this approach of reproaching ourselves reinforces what we think about ourselves. Things like we're never going to change. So first people say, I can't change the past. I'm just stuck with it, right? So I guess I'm just stuck with it. Perhaps we say, well, I can't take that back. I mean, it's impossible. So here I am, I'm stuck. I'm stuck because what I did or said is inexcusable. It's out there. It's never going to go away. Not unless we could go back in time in some kind of time capsule, which we can't, at least not yet. So there it is. So we have all that stuff, all that shame, all that embarrassment, all the things we said, all the things we did that we wished we had and all of that. I have to sort of drag it around with me like a bag of smelly rubbish, right? And that's my past. And we don't like the sound of that. I mean, who would? So what do we do? We try to avoid it. We may even feel a little bit scared of looking back because it brings back such bad feelings, right? When I say things like go back in, look through the wreckage of the night before, see what you can learn but maybe we're scared to do that because it just feels too much and then we end up feeling bad about ourselves we get into that dead end question spiral why were you such a jerk why were you so stupid why were you such a screw up and then what do you think we do we drink to stop feeling bad which in turn reinforces the cycle. And then we say things like, oh, I just want to give myself a strict talking to, right? I'm going to pull on my big girl pants. I know how this goes. I'm a capable person. I can fix this. And then I'd often say things like, if I, perhaps if I could just feel bad enough, if I could feel enough guilt or enough regret, then perhaps I wouldn't repeat my mistakes. But here's the thing, it never worked for me. Has it worked for you if you're somebody who does this too? Has feeling shame and guilt and regret and embarrassment actually made you change? I thought not. Now, I was someone who was used to setting and hitting goals. Right? I just was able to do this and, and could continue to do this in so many areas of my life apart from drinking at the time. But then what would happen would be I would let myself down. I'd reach for the white wine again. And that would just go on to make me feel even more firmly that this was just this one area of my life where I wasn't able to do this. And my goodness, a number of clients who, when they come to me, they say, look, I've got my life sorted. It's just this one thing. This alcohol thing is just really, it seems it's the last thing I've got to get my arms around, right? So I, I get it, I understand. But then I wouldn't be able to figure it out. I'd reach for the drink again, not knowing why or understanding why. And then that would, I would feel even more firmly that I just wasn't able to do this. And I'd ask things like, why on earth can't you do this? Yep, another dead end question, right? And then what happens is we do this enough and then we bed this frustration and impotence further into how we are and into how we show up 
by getting caught in the cycle of well. I would take it back if I could, right? If only I could, if only I could take back what I said or did or how I behaved, then it would be all right. But I can't, so now I'm just stuck with it. And when we think that, that makes us feel bad and frustrated. And when we're feeling that way, what have we taught ourselves to do to get rid of those feelings and to feel better? Yeah, to drink. So if you don't like the way you're feeling because you feel some shame or guilt or embarrassment or whatever it is for you, you're likely going to end up drinking to get rid of that feeling, right? And then just the act of drinking then further reinforces that this is how what we do to start feeling better. I know when I was in this place, I was feeling really stuck. And I also felt that I just had no control, right? I would think about my past and that would bring up all these feelings of all these emotions and I felt I had no control over any of it. But here's what I learned and what I want to offer you today. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but less in terms of how it impacts our past. So that's kind of like the twist that I'm offering today. Our feelings are only ever created by what is going on in our minds. This is so important to understand. Your past, no matter what is in your past, does not create how you feel about it today in this very moment. If you feel guilty or regretful or annoyed about something that happened in your past, it's because you are having a thought right now that is producing the emotions of guilt or regret or annoyance. No matter what you did in your past, how you are feeling about it right now has all to do with how you're thinking right now about what happened then. This is tremendously powerful. Right, but before I get into that, I want to offer, if you're wrinkling your nose and thinking, hmm, not sure if I get that, I want to offer you know this already. So I want you to think of something that happened in your past that made you feel one way but you now feel differently about it today. And this you know, doesn't have to be alcohol. This is, this is a life skill here. So let me give you the example that perhaps once upon a time you got laid off from your job. Perhaps at the time you were really sad about it. But then you look back now and you see how things have got so much better for you. And maybe perhaps you're now even grateful that you lost your job when you did. Perhaps it was the push you needed now, the thing that happened in the past is the same, right? You lost your job, but it's your thoughts about it now that are making you feel grateful rather than you staying stuck in the feelings of sadness that you had at the time. And right? so that's the first thing to do if you want to change how you feel about your past. You first have to change how you are thinking about your past. How do I do this? You might ask. It sounds so good, Anna, but how? Right, so today I'm going to cover some questions that you can start asking yourself to figure out how can I start thinking differently about my past. You might want to grab a notebook or pause the podcast and jot these down and then really answer them. Right, really, I, I always advise to put this out either in longhand or to type it out on your computer or your phone. Don't just do it in your head if you want, you know, sort of the best experience, the most uh, rich experience. So the first question to ask yourself is, what do you think about your drinking? Right? Just answer that. Nobody else has to see this, by the way. This is just between you and you. Now, the second question is, 
How does thinking about this make you feel? I know when I used to do this exercise, I would come up with the feeling of pathetic, right? As in pathetic, because I had this thought that I could never learn. And why was I still stuck in this cycle of drinking almost against my will? So come up with the one word that make, that has how you feel. Next question. If you could feel any way you wanted to about your past drinking, what would it be? Hmm. This is when we start to get more control back. So would you want to still carry on feeling pathetic or ashamed or angry or annoyed or whatever it is you wrote down in question two? Now, you can say yes to this, right? You can say, yeah, I need to feel it. I can't change what I did. So I deserve to feel that way. I hurt people, perhaps. I have to live with that. And as my penance, I have to feel you know, this shame or whatever it is. Now, if that's you, if that's your reaction, I would like you to pause and really think about this, right? You're listening to this podcast. You clearly want to change. You clearly want to change your drinking. So how could you reframe how you feel about your past in a way that will drive you to taking different action in the future? Right, because if you have been, so for instance, when I was stuck in this kind of feeling pathetic, I feel pathetic about it. Feeling pathetic didn't then give me the oomph that I needed to the get up and go to go and make different decisions. It would just keep me feeling bad. And every time I felt pathetic about, well, I was pathetic then, I'm still pathetic now, that would, you know, sort of keep you in that spiral of drinking, right? So think about, so I would choose a feeling, choose to feel about your past in a way that will drive you to taking different action in the future. And if you're still struggling with how to answer that, here's what I want to offer. Here's a feeling for you to try on. Compassion. Yes, even if you feel like you don't deserve it. So please stay with me on this. Because here's the thing. If feeling bad about yourself and beating yourself up is the approach that's keeping you stuck, if repeating that again and again and again hasn't worked, then why carry on? Because compassion, my friends, does work. Having compassion for your past self. It's like a tonic for the soul. Consider your relationship with you is the most important relationship in your life. How you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself. Those are elements of the most important relationship in your life. Now, if you don't have a great relationship with your past self, if you're beating yourself up for the things you did in the past, especially for you, I want you to be open to showing yourself compassion. Why? Right? Here are three reasons why this is a great idea. First, it's impossible to be judgmental if you are in full compassion. Because it's that, and it's that feeling of judgment that feels so awful. Judgment is what's fueling the why can't you ever learn type feelings, which makes the past so painful to look at and therefore something we want to push away or avoid, right? And the more we avoid or push this away, the less we're going to look back and the less we're going to learn, right? So it's impossible to be judgmental if you're in full compassion. Second, Compassion, I always consider, is a really open feeling. It feels light. It opens us up for what might be possible to evaluate what could we do differently. Okay, so that didn't work, but what might? 
think about how we handle this with other people, right? If your friend, if a friend of yours was to come to talk with you about this, to about something they've done that you know, they were embarrassed about, we would listen with compassion, right? To what they're worried about. And we would sit and maybe help them to explore what they could do next or what they could do differently. We wouldn't sit there and say, well, that's it. You're screwed. Might as well just you know, give up now. You're never going to change. Of course we wouldn't. Being compassionate means us, makes we're open, open to new ideas, open to new ways of looking at things. And third is the other reason why showing you, you should try showing yourself compassion. What you've been doing so far, judging yourself, hasn't worked. So what have you got to lose? Maybe just being open to the idea. Hmm. Well, how far could that get you? So I want to talk about how this has been for me and why looking back compassionately instead of judgmentally, how that has been such a big shift for me, right? This is now my relationship with my past self. This is what I would say to myself. In fact, this is what I do say to myself these days when I'm looking back on past Anna. Thank you for being willing to learn. Thank you for being willing to forgive yourself when things didn't go to plan. Thank you for being willing to ask yourself what you were really seeking in that moment when you reached for the shabli. And thank you for being patient with yourself and asking again and again if you didn't get the answer the first time. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for doing all the boring things even when you didn't want to. Thank you for listening to your own advice, for doing what you told yourself to do. I'm so thankful that this relationship is good. Thank you for losing the weight. Thank you for exercising all those years. Thank you for getting a handle on the drinking. Thank you for giving me the miracle today that is freedom around alcohol, right? Nobody gave me that but my past self. And when I look back, I feel so grateful in unimaginable ways. When I made the change to my drinking in the early days, I had no idea how that would change my life. And as I say, unimaginable ways beyond whether I was going to have just one or no glasses of white wine, right? My goals were very small to start with. I just wanted to get some handle on some sense of control. But when I started to change and shift, it showed me what I was truly capable of. It reignited the belief in myself. Just that in itself was priceless, right? Because it showed me if I could surmount and get a handle on this thing that I had struggled with for so long, what was I really capable of, right? This inspired me to create this business. This coaching business has now taken me where I never ever in a million years thought I would go, where I would get to help others achieve a new life around alcohol, which by the way is a huge privilege. Right, where I would get to show other people that drinking less is actually a lot more fun than you might think. Side note, it is. And this all made me think about how grateful I am to my past self for creating this life for me that I'm currently living. I'm so glad about this. I'm so glad my relationship with my past self that she created the life I have today that I want to feel the same way, if not better, 10 years from now, right? In 10 years time, I want to be so thankful to my past self about what she created for me. So my focus right now is how can I make that even better? 
How can I make my life even better for my future self than my past self has made for me today? And once you start stepping into that, that's when you get back your full sense of control and eagerness and vibrancy that you are creating the life that you want to live. So in summary, if you are feeling stuck in a cycle of wanting to change your drinking but not being able to, if you feel anchored to your past with what you've done and how you feel about what you've done, you can still change. You can do this simply by deciding how you think about your past and also by dropping judgment in place of compassion. Try it. It is amazing. Thank you for listening. Please do rate and review the podcast and share it with someone you love. And if you have any questions, if you want to get coached, if you want to transform your life so that you get freedom around your life and have fun without worrying what's in your glass, I can help. Go to 90dayslater.co and click on the big blue button to book a call or you can email me with questions at anna at 90dayslater.co and I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.